Hello and welcome to Talking Heads, the podcast where we talk about topical matters pertaining to education and parenting. I'm Louise McKay-Barnold, Head of Surbiton High Girls Prep. And I'm Tracy Chong, Head of Surbiton High Boys Prep. And today we're going to talk about reading. There's lots of various suggestions for parents as they start school and we just thought we would do a short, sharp podcast on how to help you with your children's learning. Reading such a major part of teaching and learning and one that's taught in many different ways in, in different countries and schools and year groups. So Tracy, how do children tend to learn how to read? I mean, there are obviously very many parts of learning to read, but the three main um, sections really are picture cues. Does anyone remember when their their parent used to cover up the pictures so that you knew how to uh, say the words? And actually, that's that's really what you don't do when they're learning to read because you're trying to get them to make that picture cue um, connection with the words. So it's really important to continue that. So picture cues are one way. They are vital in terms of comprehension, inference and deduction further down the line. So um, as many picture books as you can in the early days is is important. Um, The other one is phonics blending and there's been a real resurgence in the last sort of well, maybe it's even 10 to 15 years now of synthetic phonics approach um, and how everybody has to do, you know, the phonics every day and it's a digraph, trigraph and, you know, here's how you blend and and actually it, that's a good combination too and it is important that they they sense that and, and can understand and break down. I mean, the English language is not always the easiest to phonetically break down, but um, phonics is a good way. And there's lots of things on, there's lots of apps, phonics play apps that are really helpful for, for parents at home with that. And thirdly is the, the whole word recognition. So we look at the shape of the words and we remember them as a whole word visually. Um, so we might see the, the sort of shape that's, that outlines them or we might see you know a tall letter and a, a long letter and they'll understand how that that word links together and they they've learned it as a almost as we would have done years ago in a flashcard type way I think one of the things that parents often say to us is, particularly if they don't remember learning through phonics and they don't understand the phonic process, it can seem quite confusing um, and muddling, I think, if you haven't been through that. Uh, and I think for some parents, they worry that their child can't seem to get the hang of phonics. So what would your advice be? Sometimes phonics actually can be a little bit too abstract. It's almost like it would be like you or I learning uh, another language that uses a completely different format. Um so you know let's say we were learning Japanese for example that that abstract um, this sort of sign and symbol is quite different from from their talking um, language so phonics is really difficult and you know the the abstract is often too much for them when they're when they're just starting out they can quite often recognize the initial sound in a word and if they can do that then they are having a good go at being able to sound down a word Interestingly, children that potentially are um, on the spectrum, on the autistic spectrum, or or dyslexic, they might find the phonics really painful. And so if you are thinking, actually, my child is just not getting it or not retaining it to memory, it's definitely worth trying the whole word recognition because they potentially will find that a whole lot easier um, than the abstract blending down. I think also we sometimes notice that some children are just not ready to learn to read. So what would you recommend for those children who just don't seem to be at that point yet? 
So I'm a massive believer in books um, that are pictures without words. And all the way through, I don't, I don't think this is for when you're learning to read. Um, I think it's really important that your language, your context um, around you is rich and full of vocabulary that is rich. And so actually, if you've got books that are without words, you are able to tell the story, bring the narrative to life. You know, parents can add in, oh, what do you think might happen next? Oh, actually, what have you noticed in the picture? And that gets that interest level going. And actually, they sort of feel like they're reading, even though they're not actually doing the mechanics of the reading. So I would suggest, um, and if they're finding it tricky and it's a bit laboursome, I would definitely suggest that you do as much picture book work as you can and with as few words and don't push the reading the words. You read the words and let them build the narrative around it. I think that's so true isn't it particularly if a child is struggling the, w- the last thing we want to do is, is push this whole you must learn to read because actually all we're doing is putting them off books they're not enjoying it and they don't get the joy of just looking through a book with an adult or a friend or making up stories and actually like you said when they're older it's still really important picture books and we've talked about picture books before but so important for their imagination and their development and actually you can get so much from it and not just focus on that they must learn how to read. Um, how does it help and we we hear about a lot that teachers will say to to parents read with your children read to them how does it help if a parent reads to their child it's such a good point isn't it and so it quite often we'll get a parent who says oh I'm so relieved they're now reading silently to themselves and and that's amazing and that is a whole you know another concept altogether but actually reading aloud and you reading to them is is still really important and and if I'm honest I don't think I really ever gave up reading to mine they, they'll probably say they fell asleep I don't know but actually I think that that primary age and stage is so important you can stretch their language you can extend their vocabulary you can give them some really good guidance on how inference and the monotone, you know, not on monotone way and how your intonation works. And actually you can role model for them. And that's the best way for children to learn. That's what we do at school all the time. We're modeling and scaffolding by the tone and the pace. And they, if they recognize that in, in reading, you'll soon find they're then able to transfer that to writing further down the line. But you're talking about two or three years down the line. So it is vital just to keep up that reading to them. And and actually, I don't really know very many children who don't like to be read to. I think I feel like it's the thing I say the most to parents. Just keep reading. Just keep reading to them. Learn to, to um, listen to them read, but share books with them. Read to them. Let them read to you. You know, read bits each. Take it in turns. And actually even in year seven and year eight you know sitting and and sharing a book is so joyful and so enjoyable and that's where children learn to love reading you know and also I think it's really important to model reading you know if you're a child who is a little bit reticent you will gain a lot from seeing the people around you read and seeing your your parents put down their phone put down their ipad pick up a book get lost in a book describe how much they're enjoying the book because you see that joy and then you want to be part of that and i think if you're finding that your child is reluctant that's one of the ways that you can you can help them So what else can you recommend if your child becomes very, becomes very reluctant to read or is reluctant to read in the first place? So that quite often happens when they've kind of, you've, 
you've gone through a, a phase of them liking a particular style of book or they've enjoyed the Flower Fairies set or they've enjoyed Beast Quest and, and trying to get them away from that genre or not getting them away from us per se but trying to sort of stretch their imagination a little bit further quite often you'll you'll reach a bit of a rut at that point and I think at that stage it is really important to take them to the bookshop take them to the library let them experience some of the other books that are very current right now and sometimes it might be actually we're going to do non-fiction for you know our next two books are going to be non-fiction or about people around the world and a completely different change of subject newspapers uh, and or... yeah graphic novels absolutely are so topical right now and and are a really good way and you know we we quite often get that challenge um with with boys in particular at school that come to a bit of an end of they they don't really know where to go next with those books and those graphic novels are fantastic for that and i think what we must do when you're the early stages of of reading is re- recognize the fact that it's not dissimilar to handwriting versus writing a story you might have all of the ideas and the imagination and you know where your story wants to go in your head but actually you don't yet have the mechanical process down to a T and able to write it so and that's just the same with reading you've not quite got the phonics and you've not quite got the intonation or the pace but you've got all of the ideas which is why you modeling it is so important and you know I know we're all we're all guilty of this but actually being able to see your parents reading I I do think that is quite important because actually they're looking to that role model and we're so often on our devices or reading on our devices that they don't often see that and I think I do think that is important even if it's just in a holiday period um so that they they've got that really strong role model from a language base I think also going back to what we were saying before about phonics, I think one of the the fears that parents have is because they didn't learn through a phonics approach, they're worried that they're teaching their child the wrong thing or when they're working with them at home. And and there's so many resources out there. I was talking to a parent the other day about, you know, we use uh, Read Write Inc and we're looking at how, you know, the, the girls in reception are learning those, those, those different sounds and they're coming home and the parents are worried about what if I get it wrong? What if I, well, first of all, I think your daughter will correct you if they've had a sound they've been, they've been learning, but also, you know, YouTube has so many resources where you can listen to uh, you know reading teachers who are who are going through those sounds with you and they've got so many games and and fun things that you can do to to just support your child but actually even if you're worried about the phonics and you're you're worried about getting that wrong then just share your love of books just share your love of looking at picture books like you were saying before and and using your imagination and putting on silly voices and acting it out and and actually don't worry about the phonics so much that will be that will happen at school they'll be taught those you just facilitate that love of reading at home and I think that's what will make the biggest impact with your child absolutely and and access you know you've got in front of you a whole wealth of experience with different teachers and their different loves of reading and you know lots of teachers will say oh well I know when when you know our children were in year three that was difficult or when they were getting to year six they were trying to how can I extend their reading there's a whole host of of opportunities right at your doorstep at the school so please do access that and um and also just don't stress about it it will come and your children will uh have a lifelong love of reading if you don't force them right from the start Thank you for joining us today. Our show today was produced in-house at Surbiton High School. 
If there's a topic that you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at surbitonhigh.com. The Surbiton High School podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And so it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.